0: Get After It Podcast, the show where we talk about what it is, but we're mostly interested in what gets people from the before picture to the after.
1: Yes, (laughs) that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, uh, for being shocked and not knowing, I didn't know what the intro was going to be.
0: That was extemporaneous.
1: Yeah, you just told me my words I needed to. I think you said I should say to
0: after to the after to the after. Oh, okay. So, so the play on words is the get after it podcast, the show where we talk about what it so get after it right, mm-hmm. <laughs> the show where we talk about what it is, but we're mostly interested in what gets people from the before picture to
1: the to the after. Boom! Boom. I
0: really I do like that. I
1: do like that. Before picture to the after. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I like that. And I can see I can see um you know, some social media things we could do with that as well. Words on pictures. I don't know. I'm not thinking of the right words right now.
0: Graph graphics. So welcome to the Get After podcast. My name is Joe. My name is Brian. And this is show number t- is it 10? Yeah, this
1: Ooh. is 10. 9 is is yet to air. It's going to air in the morning. We're recording late for me.
0: Um Late Monday night. Burning that midnight oil for your Burning you the midnight
1: oil, man. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're recording late Monday night. Tomorrow, episode nine comes out with Sean Welty. Mm-hmm. And we're excited. We'll talk about that today. Yep. Because this is the what we got after on the Sean Welty podcast. So, of course, we're going to hit that up.
0: Yeah. Yes, we're going to hit up. Uh, so, do we want to dig right into it? let's just dig right in jump so, right in let's just talk about that last podcast i it was flawless when i listened you know what i mean Or i, was, I don't think i listened to it because we I, I go back and anytime i i know that there's one in there i'll listen to it almost probably that day or the next morning mm-hmm. but because i've had such a busy weekend now i can't th- i don't know if i did listen to it but God, i think i did so when so
1: so hold on let me explain mm-hmm. because there's the listeners they'll have already listened to it they'll be wondering like why you're the maker of this podcast why aren't you listening to it right. but it's because when we when we record we we do all of our editing essentially live so when you hear the intro music we're just pushing a button on this thing called a roadcaster pro mm-hmm. we hit record we hit the red button it plays our intro and then you hear Joe's peanut buttery voice come through um, for our intro today. Cool. But then after that, we just upload it to my computer. And then I take it from there and I put it, um, it's called RSS feed. That's a website we use to, to blast it to all the places that you can listen. So if you listen on Spotify or Apple iTunes or Google or any of the many other places, we just upload it to one place. It does all that work for us and, yeah. it, and, and it uploads it. But then I also put it on in a Google shared drive right so that if you or i have time we can pre-listen before it actually posts live and so that's what you're talking about you can't remember if you open if you open the google drive and listen and i can tell you i know i haven't i haven't had time but i'm i'm super excited because that podcast went as smooth as as any have gone
0: yeah that was good
1: we we had our 10 questions prepared we knew the order of everything we didn't, I don't think we cut him off on any stories that we wish would have finished. You know, a lot of times we, yeah. we, we need to go back. We go, oh, I really wish, you know, we could have done this. The goal was to talk about cornhole. And we talked about some cornhole. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. And by the end of it, I got so excited. I was just telling you before we hit record, but I got so excited. I went and tried to, to go sign up for the league with my wife yesterday. And... <sighs> kind of a rule in my house, and my daughter, uh, this weekend, I actually uh, did a wedding, which is something you and I are going to talk about as well, but I I did a wedding of my cousin, and um, I was riding around with my youngest daughter, she's 10, and we were heading uh, Sunday morning to my aunt's house, and it's where, it's like the after wedding presents opening thing, right? Where yeah. you, you eat and open presents and hug people and take pictures and yeah. and all of that stuff. And um my daughter looks at me again, 10, and she goes, Dad, look at the time. I said, Yes, it's 1041. We we're supposed to be there at 10 30. <laughs> and and she's like, We're late, aren't we? <laughs> and I said, Yes, yes, we are late. But in our family, we're late for everything always. <laughs> And Ooh. and if I'm doing something by myself, like us podcasting, whatever, I have been late once, but most of the time, the military thing is in my head. That if you're not ten minutes early, you're late, you know. And so I'm I'm usually early for everything, um, but I've just gotten used to it now that my family is late for everything. So we try to go and sign up, and my wife and I show up five minutes late, and they've already started. They've already started over at the Eagles Lounge and we we do they they have a nice indoor setup there and people were already throwing it so like you walk in the door and you can hear whack whack (laughs) you know of the 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 bags hitting the boards and everything looks really nice in there that he did have the app that he talked about like he was showing somebody how to use the app when i walked up and i'm like hey is it too late and he's like reluctantly he was like yeah you know, sorry,
0: so, rules are rules. Yeah, you
1: know, we've already you know split up everybody and, and did yeah. all this, and so we're going to try to go on Wednesday. So when this actually airs on Thursday, this episode we're recording right now, I'll have gone, and so I'll have some pictures to share on our Instagram okay. of of going and and doing stuff like that. But you can look back on our Instagram and you can see now the. The jersey that he brought, and you can see some of the bags that he brought, and and all of that. That'll, that's that's going up on our Instagram here tomorrow.
0: That stuff was so surprising.
1: Yeah, it was just I, and 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 for me, like you, you had a little bit more heads up, but literally like a week before we recorded was the first I even heard, knew that anything like this was going on in town. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. And so,
1: to the extent that Sean's taken it. From from nothing to now, you know, starting this league and every Wednesday being up at the Black Eagle uh, Community
0: Center, and so it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. A weekly event. I mean, it's like the essence of getting after it. I mean, throwing any event is kind of like ugh, I don't know about that, but one that now there's competition and scoring and money and money. Oh, man, I hats off to him
1: and with all of that he's
0: just volunteering his time to do it he's accepting no money i hope he has it did he have a tip jar out there
1: i didn't see a tip jar
0: we're gonna get him a tip jar (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, we should get him a tip jar. like i have a tip jar in my van right now (laughs) that is this it looks like a huge um beer stein it's just glass Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. think i'm just gonna give it to him i'm gonna write this down give sean tip jar what is happening (laughs) For those listening, he's actually writing this down right now.
1: It's on a numbered list of things to go over. But, Sean, I know that you're going to actually be one of the first people to listen to this podcast when it comes out, because both Joe and I have gotten early messages the day a podcast releases yeah, man. Thanks, that, Sean. that you've listened to it. And so above all, um, thank you for the great podcast, and thank you for being uh, one of our largest
0: supporters we have right now. Yeah, thanks, Sean. I mean, great podcast. Thanks for being there. Thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, you're awesome. Woo! Yeah! Man, Sean,
1: Sean. You. You the man. And while I was there, he introduced me to a guy and told the guy, you need to listen to this podcast. Like, while I was there, he was promoting the podcast. What? Yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you, Sean. And, God, that makes me feel so magical. <laughs> if you can't tell, Joe's getting more
0: confident in using the Roadcaster. I'm trying. You got to get in there. You yeah. know, you got to like yep. accept your mistakes and just and, put and them behind you.
1: An- another thing about today's podcast is Joe and I, I think since we started doing the podcast, we've just gone our longest stint without like. Podcasting or talking or meeting for lunch or something like that. We just we just went. Oh, I, I don't I don't in, know how in, long it was, but it was a while
0: in person, right?
1: Yeah, and so today has the potential to really go long because <laughs> yeah, we yeah. haven't had a chance to like like vent and get things out.
0: So i will try to be concise, I guess. I'm, yeah, I wrote notes. You so
1: know. <laughs> so to finish up to finish up with with the cornhole throw down cornhole, we want to make sure that everybody knows. um, to confirm everything, you can't sign up for the league anymore. Once this airs, you can't sign up. It's too late. Too late. Just go watch. But he will start another one. Mm-hmm. And and if you just go to the Throwdown Cornhole on Facebook, he keeps that thing updated pretty well. Mm, I,
0: at Throwdown
1: Cornhole. At Throwdown Cornhole. Mm-hmm. And so he keeps that updated. So you can go check that out. But Wednesdays uh, at, at 6 30 at the Black Eagle Community Center. And. You know, that's going to be for our Great Falls and surrounding area people. But for those of you that aren't in the Great Falls and surrounding area, find a cornhole league near you.
0: Yeah. Invest in the cornhole community because they're, they're fine people. They're friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, they're competitive. Mm-hmm. But they're uh, respectful. Yeah. You no, know? I don't know. I mean, I didn't go. <laughs> but if you're agreeing with me, then I'm good. <laughs> I just, I mean, if they're anything like Sean and he's leading the way. He's yep. showing them how it's done.
1: Yep, and usually the the pack behind a leader, you know, they they resemble the leader. You, I think it was mentioned. Preston mentioned it that you, um, your crowd. Oh, he had a cool like rhyming, you know, phrase that he used. Your 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 group is your your throop. Your your block <laughs> is your flock. Yeah, your or your your, <laughs> the, your gang is your your. Mm. Sang. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Freestyle. Now I'm, now I'm coughing.
0: Freestyle rapping is hard.
1: Yeah, so I don't. I can't remember what that word was, but it, it is that you you usually attract the people that are like you.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, you're you
1: are the accumulation of the five people you hang out with the most. Yeah. So they're all going to be people like Sean, down to earth, ready to compete. But a friendly competition. So right. yeah. so, check them out. Like them on Facebook and um, show up at Black Eagle if you can.
0: Yeah, man. Throwdown cornhole. Get at him at throwdowncornhole Cornhole at gmail.com or on his Instagram Throwdown Cornhole.
1: Which now now it's unfortunate, but now that this is we got done, I had this brainstorm and it wasn't something I've talked to you before. We were recording to plan this out, so I'm gonna I'm gonna share it
0: with you just to get your live. Feedback to what you think. You but did the two after thing, man. You were in it. You're like, I'm not gonna know what's gonna happen, but I'm gonna do it anyways. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, hey, so here we go. Fair play.
1: I would like. So we're getting. So some of the the um, people that we're gonna have coming on soon. The the next show is going to be us at our coffee tasting. Yep. So that will be the one that follows this one. We're we're getting the coffee on. Monday at four o'clock we're gonna be at Albanco and it's closed then, so you can't come, come join us or anything. But yeah. we're we're going to record the cupping <laughs> and and um, we're gonna we're gonna describe what's going on. We're gonna we're gonna go through this with Jesse. But I, I wanna to talk to these people that are on our show and see if maybe there'll be a promotion. So like we could have with Cornhole said, you know, your first time you don't have a buy in, you know, or you know, something like that, that that everybody could give a little promotion that if you mention the podcast, you know, so if somebody wanted the car detailed, they could go to Dave's and say, Hey, I heard on the podcast that I get, you know, ten percent off.
0: Hey, that could uh, be something.
1: And we've got the escape room coming up. And so it's like bring five people, the sixth one's free or you know, whatever. I don't know how the charging works, but we'll we'll hear about that.
0: That's kind of a good idea.
1: Like and then we could see if we're really reaching people. Yeah, if we're if know? we're sending anybody anywhere. Um, yeah. but then also helping Helping um, all of our listeners out by getting them a discount, but then helping, you know, people to come in. Like, it just helps everybody involved. So, anyway, that was an idea I had after he left the, the interview. And so, I didn't have a chance to bring it up to him to see. And and for him, it would have been a little different because he is, you know, a volunteer and, and things like that. But um, maybe he could have gotten you a discount on, you know, personalized bags or something like that. Yeah. But Anyway, so if anybody that's listening that's been on the show previously that does want to run a special, on the next What We Got After, we'll announce that special and see if we bring anybody your way.
0: Yeah, that'd be fun. Let us know. Um, Anybody. We got uh, free judo, free, first free kicking lessons from your judo instructor. Right. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Or whatever. I mean... (laughs) Yeah. Jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Jiu-jitsu.
1: <laughs> so anyway, that was an idea I had do you, and you think that that might work? I like it.
0: I mean No, I don't hate, I mean I don't hate, But they they just got to get get with us because I, I I don't know if I could call them and be like, "Hey, do you want to
1: Oh yeah. They, yeah, they're just going to get a hold of us if if and and anybody in the future will will see if they're they're going to offer anything to our listeners to unless, get a little discount.
0: Unless we could find someone to volunteer to just like telemarket all of the businesses in town just to offer that particular, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we would explode mm-hmm. so quickly. But all right, maybe, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not today. Maybe, maybe not. I'll put a um, a pin in that one. What is the next item up for discussion? Let's talk about um, speaking of jujitsu. Mm. Let's talk about that Preston snafu.
1: Yeah, we had we had a little snafu that we didn't realize in the what we got after episode even, because a lot of times before we have a chance to listen back to them, we're already recording them what we got after. Just like now, like we haven't, Joe's not sure, (laughs) but um, we haven't listened back to that podcast yet. And so we wanted to, we wanted to go back and just address uh, a moment that happened during the 10 questions.
0: Right, right. Uh, Preston was making a joke. And by the way, to preface this, you know, we're cool with it. We actually don't know what... Preston meant actually. You know, we we never I, I have not talked to him about it and said, What did you mean by that? Um, but he used the word Montefalo. And when I was listening to it, um, I, I was like, Oh man, is is so, you know, I was worried that, you know, that has a real negative connotation for a certain um type of person. And and we don't want to shame anybody. Right? there's no there's no body type or Anything, you know, list all of the things that you you shouldn't shame but somebody for, and we're on board with that. We're not going to shame anybody. So we want to apologize and say, um, you know, we're going to keep an eye out for that, you know, because as new podcasters and people just trying to interview guys and girls and everybody, we you know, we want, we don't set down any ground rules either. You know, we're just, we kind of say, hey man, we're, we'd love this to sound as professional as possible. We'd love this to get on the radio someday, but if you cuss, we're not going to jump up and down. And we'd like this just to be as, as natural as we can, a conversation. And sometimes people have jokes that, you know, we, we, we don't necessarily want to um, make it sound like we agree with. You yeah, know, so yeah,
1: and I think in the moment, if i if I'm uh-huh. reliving the moment, I remember when it was going on and I didn't I didn't even really hear the word and is not a joke I would normally make anyway. And so I did I wasn't catching on. And I think you can hear that in the podcast that neither you or I were really catching on. so we were asking for clarity, like, what do you mean? and and then when we finally understood, we just kind of went to the next question. and I think in that moment, you know, looking back, we we probably would have just said something, oh, yeah, but we're not gonna shame anybody here. You know, and, and just something very simple because it's nothing against Preston either, because we don't want to shame him in this
0: either. And like we said, we have no idea if that's how he meant it. So. Yeah, it
1: might not have even have been that. It's just yeah. that now that we listen back, it's something that, that's made both Joe and I a little uncomfortable after we've listened back Mm -hmm. and um, we just want to just say if it did offend anyone out there, we're, we're sorry, that wasn't the intention. Even if you wouldn't be in the category that he was referring to, but you still just don't want to hear those kind of things. um, You you can trust that we're going to do our best not to have those kind of things on here. We want to have real conversations. We want to have real stories. Um, But we can, we can do all of those things without, without shaming anybody or putting anybody
0: down. So, you know, not to dig into it any more than that um, and to put a little humorous bow on it because it's kind of a serious sounding conversation. So, I'm sorry. I'm laughing because I'm messing up the thing that I was about to I'm do. sorry. Try again. There we go. So that was us saying we're sorry. Yep. And that was hard. me messing it up yep. What I was trying to do it. God, what is that? <laughs>
1: Yeah, he he hit the button twice. The volume wasn't up. It was it was a mess over there. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, we really are sorry, and that's that's the sound we make when we have a correction. So yeah. we'll get a more serious sounding one, maybe. We probably should for for moments like that, but it's okay. You understand what we mean, and we're not going to beat a dead horse here. Nope, that's what it is. We're moving on. We
0: don't beat any dead animal. Mm-mm. We're against all of that too. Yep, we're against that as well. Shaming people and beating dead animals. Okay, so um on the list, what do we got here? Uh, did you want to talk about
1: weddings? Okay, so I had this idea and we haven't
0: really talked about it formally. The one thing you just kind of brought up and okay, go ahead.
1: Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so so here's a weird thing that I thought of a few podcasts and I I briefly it brought it up to Joe. But I thought it'd be cool uh, just to share with the world is I'm an ordained minister. I've been for quite a while now, uh, eight to 10 years, somewhere there, <laughs> an ordained minister. I've done uh-huh. several weddings. The most interesting, most interesting wedding was uh, my father. Whoa. I, I um, married, I, I performed the wedding that my dad did to his third wife the second time. Okay. And that's interesting, right? Yeah. So my stepmom, Donna, they got divorced, and then they wanted to remarry. I I performed that right here in Great Falls at Giant Springs on the little teeny dock they have that goes over the spring. That's a beautiful that's spot. That's right where the wedding was at. It was just like the three of us out on the... You know, there's witnesses and things like that that weren't on the dock, but we were just right there out on the dock. You can Google. It's the world's shortest river, and that's where they got married. It's the Roe River. But I... I can do weddings. I've done many. I have experience. And and when you uh, um, preside over, I don't know the right term there, officiate. Officiate's a good word. When when you officiate a wedding, there's more than just like that day. You know, there's a rehearsal. Um, I like to meet with couples a couple times beforehand, uh, not for any kind of... um, I don't know, backhanded reasons, only to, um, I like to bring up conversations that many married couples might take years uh, to actually bring up, you know, the, the hard subjects. And so we talk about money, children, house, religion, you know, um, in-laws, and we, we talk about these things, um, you know, what do you feel your role is? I, I don't have any say on what I think you know, someone's role should be or how they should raise their kids or what religion they should be or anything like that. Like, I don't, I don't go into those details. I just Mm -hmm. go into the details of like, let's talk about this. And if I see a red flag, you know, like I want my kids going to private school. I want my kids going to public. Well, okay, let's, let's talk that out a little bit. Not that it's going to cause you to get a divorce, but now we've opened this subject and you're not waiting five years till your kid's ready to go to school and you have this big blow up. Sounds like you, it's not quite a
0: marriage counseling, more of a marriage primer.
1: Yeah. um premarital counseling. I hate using that term because people think that you're then just going to go through, I yeah. don't know, all these, all these things, but, which but you, anyway, which you don't. Yeah. We, uh, I, it's not any kind of judgment on you or your spouse. It's mainly like, let's talk about awkward things that people sometimes avoid right? Uh, because if you can talk with it with me, then you definitely can talk about it with just you, yourselves, you know, you two as a couple. So it includes all of that. Like, that that's what officiating a wedding for me is, um, and then I'm now partnered on a podcast with a fellow that has done music as a career for for quite a while now, and not even as a career has done music in you know maybe a DJing type form, um, running empty mics. Mm-hmm. You ever performed at any weddings?
0: Oh, I've done hundreds of weddings actually.
1: So so you um, have played music. With you know the the wedding party coming down the aisle, and then mm-hmm. the bride coming down the aisle, and the bride and groom leaving, and then the wedding party leaving, and the music you play beforehand, mm-hmm. and then you follow them to the reception, yep. And you okay. help um, MC the night through the cake cutting and the toasts and the first dances and the the throwing of the the leg thingy, the garter, and garter the,
0: and the flowers, the flowers, and yeah, yeah, I've done all that.
1: And so what you're saying is between the two of us, mm-hmm. in order to have a wedding, you just need now clothes,
0: a location and food, mm, and maybe like a
1: decorator. And you're a pretty photographer.
0: And you're a pretty good photographer. What if you could marry them? <laughs> counsel them, marry them, and then I kind of take over the entertainment, but we need someone to take pictures of you though. You yeah. need an assistant.
1: yeah during during um, and so, anyway, there's, there's a few other things, but I think um, Joe and I could offer a service. Yeah, we could do it like a package for yeah, sure. Yeah, we could do a package deal.
0: So, anyway, if you're looking to get married, let us know. Let us know. I'm doing a wedding um, this on the 7th, actually, at the airport, doing just the DJ part, just showing up. And, uh, well, actually, maybe I'm, I'm providing sound, I think, for the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, and then, um, yeah, I'm getting uh, the lasers, the fog, the the bass bumping, all the stuff. It's it should be fun, and uh, I'm doing another one in oh gosh, I think it's September October, but yeah, I have two on the books, um, and they're fun, you know. So um, yeah, give us a call. Let us uh, keep that in mind because I can do the as long as it's not something like super involved that I just don't know already, like a song, you know, like, <laughs> like there's certain songs I just, I'm not going to be able to learn by the time you get married. Um, but if I do know that so I simple enough to learn, I can learn a song, play it on my little acoustic and sing it for you. Oh, so beautiful. And just, you know, play for the cocktail hour and, um, Brian can, he can counsel you and, um, say the beautiful words and hold the leather bound usually book with the leather and, and the leather I said leather again and the gold on the outside of the pages so it looks all mm, perfect I, I,
1: I haven't done the gold but I do have a leather bound like binder an attache thing. yeah
0: <laughs> yep. okay well as long yep. as it looks I mean yeah so that's a great idea yeah, yeah. and so anyway okay. just reach out to right. us Um, we'll, we'll get after that wedding
1: yeah we'll, we'll get after it we <laughs> can have the get after it podcast doing your wedding
0: hashtag get after it wedding
1: and get i do I, I have a daughter-in-law that does like the decorating stuff as well i could i could lead you over there she does hair and makeup and whoa you like know. a
0: one-stop shop
1: right and so you know when you bundle things it's a little bit cheaper but who cares about the cheapness? It's just easier. It's just easy. It's easier. It's all one call. Yep. Just okay. one phone call. So anyway, that was that. That was just that That quick idea. I did have a wedding this weekend. Um, my cousin, Danica, married Travis. They've been dating for four and a half years. And Congrats. Yeah. Um, man, um, I think the only thing I enjoy being around more than a wedding is um, I've been privileged enough with my own children to be in the, the room when they've been born. Mm-hmm. And so for me it's like being in the, the room when a, a life <laughs> exits another life and then it mm-hmm. like you, you see the first breath and you see, like mm-hmm. it just I cry every time every time
0: yeah
1: and uh, and then weddings I, I tear up at just about every weddings especially every weddings every wedding mm-hmm. um, especially during the vows and you know different moments that are that are just these these pure, precious moments and Mm -hmm. uh and and for me actually as a christian baptism i think is a a really beautiful thing when when somebody um expresses what's going on inwardly outwardly and so these are just moments that i just i thoroughly enjoy in life and so yeah anyway let's let's move on let's move on to the next thing we both wanted to talk about our weekends
0: yeah Uh because you
1: you had a weekend just this weekend and i had a weekend just last weekend
0: yeah, you want to go first, or do you want to go first?
1: Yeah, well, I guess I had two weekends. I already I already did a weekend, because I just went over this weekend. So why don't you go, and then uh, you'll be the cream of the Oreo.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, oddly enough, I went to a wedding, too. It was my brother's wedding. Uh, Hazen and Nancy, congrats, guys. And I went to Denver, and it was, a cr- it was such a good trip. Um, drove there. Drove. Drove back, so I'm a little tired. Mm-hmm. Um, however what did i so we stayed in a place called i don't even want to tell everybody i'm just like it was so nice like so many things happened to me like and um like i found the perfect t-shirt over the weekend you know oh my god right so like i we went t-shirt shopping and and i was like looking at 60 dollar t-shirts and 40 dollar t-shirts and i was like man what i can't why can't i find one that just fits you know and it's not a million dollars and uh, then I went to like this store that's not known for t-shirts, and there they were, and I bought ten of them so <laughs> I have one in, one in, uh, this is one of them, and I cut all the tags off so no one can find out what <laughs> what brand they what are what brand this perfect t-shirt is and yeah. that i that I paid ten dollars for
1: do you do you know i'm just gonna i'm gonna I'm gonna bunny trail with this do you know how many times I've googled per, Google tell me the perfect t-shirt
0: oh um uh fifteen
1: yeah at least at least fifteen I've done the same thing. I've looked you can't at so many them. top ten lists, and you know, like Haynes is always on there, yeah, it's okay, uh Tagless Haynes, and then everything else is sixty dollars plus that are listed on those lists, yeah,
0: if you want a t shirt that fits your neck. You know, it's not going to look all droopy Mm -hmm. and then not be all baggy around Mm -hmm. your sleeves, which Mm -hmm. I noticed yours isn't. That's a great t-shirt you're wearing there.
1: This is, so I, (laughs) I, we're on a podcast and you said, I found the perfect t-shirt. I found the perfect t-shirt as well. I actually have three perfect t-shirts right now and I have some great shirts, but I have three perfect t-shirts right now.
0: I was just running out of these t-shirts and then I found 10 more in every color. I'm going to go back. Okay, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so so you went to Denver. How was the wedding? The wedding was um it was beautiful. Um everything went without a hitch. One of those places that kind of does everything for you. It almost felt like Vegas, but you know, just kind of low-key and nice. Um But we stayed at this uh, we stayed in Broomfield, which is in Denver, but just one of these little areas that they saw has its own i think it maybe it is the city of broomfield
1: like a suburb yeah like a yeah. suburb
0: in between there and boulder and they almost touch each other and so we stayed in a little english inn and the rooms were huge and the restaurant that was there was like an actual amazing british themed pub with real and award-winning fish and chips which was the first thing i ate when i got there and found <laughs> out that that's what they had on the menu um and i guess i could tell you what the heck that one's called the burns Inn. That's oh. maybe it's the maybe it's the 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 burns or the hilltop it's like the hilltop inn and the burns pub that's what it is look for that in denver if you ever go oh my god it's the best and they have world famous fish and chips and they were amazing so then so we're in denver um wedding's beautiful like i said but we had like a couple days so um the day before or the day of the wedding we uh no actually <laughs> So before, we're driving down, and I'm listening to a podcast, by the way, so I understand why people listen to podcasts. They're they're very interesting. But we're driving down, and um, I look up at my gas thing, and it says I can only do like 17 more miles until I reach E. And then I'm looking out into the blackness of Wyoming, and I'm like, oh, I think I just saw some lights of a town. Maybe I should um, get off this highway and turn around and go get gas. So almost ran out of gas. Didn't. That was awesome get there place is amazing way better than we thought we're like oh my gosh this is really quite something here and then we find out that um the stanley hotel from the movie the shining is just an hour and a half away so we're like oh let's find if we have to get a a ticket to that because we're going and um you do get a you you have to have a ticket and they are not transferable so we got one it was too late we didn't understand you know how long it would take us to get there we did end up transferring it and we found out that the stanley hotel is a wealth of amazing get after it fodder like the people um that they're so the people who built it they were called the um they were twins and their name is escaping me right now oh the stanley twins hello so have you ever heard of stanley steamers huh uh, Stanley Steamers is pretty famous. Uh, the, Stan- the Stanley Automobile Company was one of the first automobile companies ever. Um, but they made their money from, um, they took, they were taking pictures. So back in the um, early 1900s, taking a picture took 30 minutes. And um, one of these brothers found a way, he patented a way to like Make it thirty seconds. Then he could take a picture, and he began his this technology he sold to Kodak. So he made millions, and they were just school teachers by the way. so they came from not money, and um, they got sick and wanted the fresh air or something like that. Moved to Denver. Okay, so now they need to build this huge palatial, huge hotel for their rich friends because that's what rich people did back then. They just, that it wasn't for people to stay in; it was literally just so that they could have fancy parties, right. Um, so the Stanley Hotel, um, that's where Stephen King got the idea for The Shining. He was staying in room 217. They did not film The Shining at the Stanley Hotel, which everyone thinks, I guess, maybe it's a thing that everyone knows if you're a true Stephen King fan. I'm a mediocre, I'm a pseudo fan. I, I, I show up to the events and wear the t shirt, but I don't really know. Yeah. I'm really, I'm there with my wife. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, the Stanley Hotel, um, the the Stanley Twins. What else? Uh, moved to so it's in Estes Park, Colorado, or Este yeah, Estes Park, Colorado. And what did what was filmed there was Dumb and Dumber, though. So that, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is perfect. Uh, but they have an amazing stage there, so I was like, I was getting all this music history. And so the twins, right? They started as school teachers on bouncing it all around because there's so much crazy information. So the twins. Started as school teachers um, and then bought a bought a, um, photography business. And that's why he was trying to devise a way to get the pictures to, to go faster. Um, and then he ended up inventing um, the, he patented the first airbrush. So the airbrushing technique was for photography and it helped him do a thing a little bit faster. Yeah. It went from a wet process to a dry process. It's all very interesting. Go look it up on, on Wikipedia, <laughs> but the, that's going to come in soon so when um so the shining um was then actually the stephen king remade it and he remade it the way he wanted to and he did film it at the stanley you know what i mean uh and so this is that that was kind of a, a side note because what stephen king did is um the stan uh, this historic amazing um hotel he needed it to look he needed it to look um gloomier so he actually um, airbrushed Everything that was white plaster um, to look like wood, and it, using the same technology that the Stanley brothers invented back in the 1800s, so they were cool with it. Because it actually, when you go there, it's all brown now. It looks like wood, but when you touch it, it's plaster. It's fake wood.
1: <laughs> oh, that's pretty sweet. And
0: that's from Stephen King. Like he needed that done for his remake of The Shining, which was like a mini series in the. I was going to say I didn't 90s. know it was like remade. Yeah, you got to check it out. I've never seen it. My wife, I think, is on the hunt for buying it because you can't see it anywhere. You have to find it and purchase it and put it in a thing and whatever. Anyways. I don't even have a thing to put it in anymore. Right. They don't exist. So yeah. <laughs> this is all technology. Yeah. Um, so um, then Dumb and Dumber. It, so if you wanted to see what it looked like before it was painted, watch the movie Dumb and Dumber because when they go up in the fancy um, lodge that they're in and they go, mm-hmm. hey, race you up the stairs. Well on my phone here i'll show you i took a picture on those stairs yeah of of me also laying down like i had tripped (laughs) because i like the movie dumb and dumber yeah (laughs) um i'll show you that in a little bit but anyways uh, and it's haunted and so stephen king actually uh he won't stay there um and jim carrey when he was filming that that part he's he he was he did want to stay there he stayed in stephen king's room because he's a huge stephen king buff Mm -hmm. and he did not make it through the night they they found him down in the um lobby in his boxers um screaming saying that he is not staying one more night in this hotel and he stayed down at the like one of the local hotels for the rest of the movie
1: oh wow because
0: it's haunted Um, So apparently there's a ghost there, this older, old lady ghost who used to work there, and it was her job to go around and light all the heaters and the lamps and stuff like that. One day there was an accident. She gets blown up and falls through the floor, and the floor is falling on top of her, and she lives. She lives through it. And so a year later, she works there for the rest of her life and dies peacefully in her 90s and then she wakes up the next day and goes to work i guess as a ghost because three people see her and they're like say good morning to her and she goes and lights all the lanterns or the heaters or whatever and when they when the news came that no no she had actually died the night before she's she's at her home dead she couldn't have done that you didn't see her those people quit (laughs) They (laughs) they don't work there no more yeah if, if that happened to me, I wouldn't have worked there anymore either. Mm. So there's like a whole wing. Um, so back in uh, those days, uh, men and women could not mingle like in social parties or you. So you'd have these. Um, so basically, if you go there and stay in these, this little wing where this ghost is known to haunt and you are there as an unmarried couple. Um, you will go there, check in, you know, unpack all of your stuff, go out for the day or whatever, maybe wake up the next morning and all of your stuff will be packed up back in your bags and it will be at the door <laughs> because they say that that ghost is not okay with you not being married. <laughs> mm. But if you are married, uh, nothing happens. It's, it's just fine. Oh, okay. So was Jim Carrey not married? He was unmarried yeah and i believe he may have been he did marry that lady who he co-starred with in that movie i can't remember her name red hair
1: yeah i i I can
0: picture her i don't know her name mary swanson was the name in the movie samsonite (laughs) Ah, i was way off (laughs) (laughs) i just watched it i had to rewatch it again i was just like so like amazed that like not only did i i did i i wanted to call them the get after it twins you know because so it's uh the stanley twins and 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 amongst all that, I, I'm just like, I get to have my little musical itch scratched, you know, mm-hmm. because he he built this huge concert hall for his wife, which is a scaled replica of the Boston, I don't know, concert hall or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's beautiful. And I, I got information on how to play there because now I have a dream that I want to play there. Um, and also, one of the twins that built the hotel, he, from the age of 11, could just carve a violin from a piece of wood like himself and he would just and then when he was 16 he was selling these concert quality violins so learning all that i was like my goodness these people were um they came from not money Mm they decided to become teachers which i think was following in their parents footsteps Mm -hmm. then they just decided i wanted to do this business and this this uh, this process isn't working for me I'm going to try to invent another process that's going to work better for me. And I'm going to patent that process. And I'm going to sell that process to this person. And now I'm going to get a bunch of money. And um, I don't know, go, go live my life on the, and make this cool hotel and whittle vi- violins out of wood and climb mountains. And I don't know, build a super scary hotel that would become part of not only um, not only scary movie pop culture, but then... Comedy pop culture because of Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. (laughs) And Dumb and Dumber, I don't have to even
1: rewatch it. I can remember almost every line from that movie. Almost every line. Do you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world?
0: (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah. We
1: can't do that. We can't do that without turning our mics way down. That'll hurt the
0: mics. Yeah. It'll hurt the preamps. You don't want to do that. So that, um, I mean, and Denver is amazing. I, one weird thing that everyone at the party who flew in noticed was it was just like whether it was an overpass, underpass, uh, industrial place, uh, downtown, not downtown, just wherever you were, it was manicured.
1: That's what I noticed. I've I've been to Denver one time and beautiful. Yeah, it was just like no no litter, you know, and and it's like every like they just mowed the lawn yeah it's like they're like in denver they mow the lawn between midnight and four because you can't find like <laughs> non-mowed manicured areas
0: you I, just can't I, I couldn't find it, it was it, it was almost unsettling you know mm, like mm-hmm. like when you walk into something and you're like this is a little too perfect yeah what's going on here yeah this doesn't feel right you know and you know instantly you're being you're being sold on something that you're getting punked you do not want yeah you know i couldn't find anything i didn't want i mean i had a sushi burrito you ever had one of those i've never had a sushi burrito my god get ready to live (laughs) (laughs) well it's kind of like you ever have a hand roll you ever seen a hand Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so basically it's that only um in they just wrap it with more of that stuff and it's in the form of a burrito like that big yeah, and is it juicy? Oh, it's like anything you want in there. Okay, you, you want just the fish? You want fish and that super crunchy stuff, mm-hmm. the tempura stuff? You want mm-hmm. the and and mm-hmm. all the sauce and mm-hmm. and you and and yeah, it's mm-hmm. made to order, like like a um, Mexican style burrito.
1: Yeah, or like you know, uh, there or, was a place
0: in Bozeman called La
1: Paria where you could go in and they like make it's like the subway of burritos.
0: Yeah, just anything you want. They make all the foods are gonna. I mean, all the flavors are gonna work so well together. Yeah, and if you just like that sushi kind of esque flavor, I mean, man, it's almost anything you want.
1: And that's that's kind of how I am. I think we've discussed it on the podcast before, but I'm
0: not like a sushi guy. I love the tempura though. You would love this place. Yeah. Uh, The one weird thing about it was they gave me this biggest mason jar of hot sake I had ever. Well, no, I've never seen a mason jar full of hasaki. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those, I mean, I don't want to say regular, like a glass of, I don't know, like your hand size, you know, not one of these huge ones that you'd put large pickles in, but, you know, the medium the size. The ones that your grandma gives you the jelly in. Right. Yeah. And the hipster bars serve the beer in. Mm-hmm. Or not hipster, just cool bars, whatever. I don't want to. <laughs> That's a cool idea, whatever. Um, but the thing with Denver is, I mean, one beer is three beers. Because of the elevation. And so, I mean, I when I went there, it was like around lunchtime. Okay, I'm on vacation. I'm going to have a little... I just got done with the Stanley Hotel. I'm on this cool, you know, feeling good. And I wanted one of these tiny little hot sake things that you can get. And um, he hands me this, like, boom. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And it's sealed, you know. And I'm like, and it's warm. And I'm like, what? Does yeah, just take so, this, from, this whole thing from you? So sake is like warm wine. Right. It doesn't have to be warm, but I do prefer it because I'm a I'm a guyjin. I'm a white. I just I'm a I'm an American that likes the cheap hot sake that I was introduced to. But yeah, it's um, you can have it hot or cold, and it's just rice wine. And they usually bring it out in like the little, almost looks like the um,
1: soy sauce container. Yeah, and then you have like a little shot glass that goes with it, and you like is that
0: is that what I'm am I thinking of the right thing? Because I I exactly. might have had sake like once in my life. That's exactly what I do. That's okay. like it's one of my favorite things. Yeah, to do be, a hot sake because with I think the part sushi.
1: of yeah, part of the sake mm-hmm. is like being able to pour your own
0: little little shot glass or whatever of i do like the ceremony
1: yeah yeah and so when you get it in the big you know well not big but the the medium-sized mason jar you're just like
0: okay now i'm just crossed the line into like alcoholic yeah i was was like no way i'm drinking (laughs) most of this i was was like you're crazy sir i know i ordered it (laughs) and so i take it back to my table or no i said uh i said hey can i and he didn't even give me one of the little cups right so i guess i was just supposed to drink it right out of the hot glass yeah he definitely put in the microwave like an ape yes yeah like a troglodyte. a cave a a cave dweller yeah And so I take it out in the hot, hot sun. I don't know why I I got hot sake, and then we you know sit outside in the hot sun. It was beautiful. Um, and I I did get the little cup, and I tried to pour it in there, and it's all you not out. You
1: can't pour out of a mason
0: jar. <laughs> I know no that. I know that right now. You know, and I tried it twice. I was like, here, I'm going to try again. I was like, nope, this is dumb. And then I brought it back into, him and I was like, what do I do? I give this back to you? Is this was this just an like a giving me a pitcher, and then I, I don't have to drink all this, or do I? Do I put the lid back on and it's legal to take back with me like to my hotel? Because I, I I only want to drink this little like yeah. this one finger that you see mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to drink. <laughs> right. And so what did you end up doing? I he said if you seal it back and put it in the back of your car away from the driver, then it's perfectly legal in and to drive. Oh,
1: I wouldn't thing. have even thought about the the legalities of having an open container. That's okay. what I was thinking. I was yeah. like,
0: you know, I mean, because I didn't want to drink too much at the wedding, you know, because yep. um, I, I knew I had to drive back to the hotel, and so I thought, well, maybe i am like a little half glass of sake I could put in the microwave, and I did, and it
1: was awesome. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you, you got it back to the hotel, mm. took off the metal lid,
0: yep. put it in the microwave, yep. beep, 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 it beep. Even, it even told you how many minutes, well, a minute 15, or a minute 25 or something. All right, all right. <laughs> it was awesome. And so long and short, yeah, that was, um, I tried to be as concise as I could. I mean, if I think of anything else. But I went, I had a wedding to go to in Denver. Denver was amazing. I had, um, I nearly ran out of gas. Um, I was haunted by ghosts, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, dumb and Dumber, memorabilia. Yeah. Um, have you Have you ever watched the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine?
1: Oh, yeah, I love that show. Okay. Um, oh, it just left me. Who's Who's the main character? Um Jake. Yeah. Wow. I could not <laughs> think of it. I couldn't think of it. Okay. And so so Jake is a um, diehard fan. And there's there's an episode where they're like at in LA or whatever where they shoot the maybe it's New York. I can't even think of it right now. But okay. it's 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 in the building that they, they shot the first diehard and he's like, oh. oh, take a pic take my picture with it. Take my picture with it, take my picture with it. And he goes around the whole building. <laughs> and so if if I would have been at the Dumb and Dumber I would have done the same thing. Take my picture with it. Take my picture with it. Take my picture with it.
0: People were laughing at me because like, you know, there were tours going everywhere and, but it's an actual working hotel now. Like you can stay there all year round. Um, But I was the goof that. And so
1: is the the banquet hall where they had the auction for the owls, is that in the hotel? Good question. Um, Perfect picture. I don't think. That's got to go on our Instagram. Yeah. Because when they do the sword fighting, when they come in with their canes, yeah. that's what I would want to re- reenact.
0: Yes. Um, the weird part about it is, is like when you, when you rewatch the movie, which now you have to, yeah, you now notice that they, that's the building that they go up to.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I would have been. I would have just been a freak.
0: <clears throat> it was crazy. I was I was happy. I was uh because it was Melanie's idea. She's a Stephen King fan and I was like, you know, I'm amenable to most of her ideas. Um, but then I realized that there was so much also music history, and then Dumb and Dumber, she had no mm-hmm. idea. just <laughs> It was awesome. Um
1: and and whenever I go on long trips um with anyone, but especially my spouse, uh I enjoy the what we call windshield time, right?
0: Yeah. And so how was that? You don't have to go into detail or anything, but you guys have good windshield time? The best. The best windshield time. You know, we get to talk about stuff. If I mean, the kids weren't there, so we get to, you know, use... Um, we, we could cuss a blue streak if we wanted to. <laughs> you know, we could make sailors blush yeah. if we wanted to. Yeah. And we didn't, but... Because Melanie's uh, studying for the GRE, so we're, we're trying to use larger words, like more bigger words. You, she's studying for a... G- G R E. The G R E. It's a uh, it's what you take before you go into a certain master's program. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Part of it has, I guess, vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And mine isn't is not very more bigger. I'm trying to use smaller. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, so so um yeah, that that sounds fun. I I, I also like, wanted to share about my weekend before weekend weekend y- yonder.
0: Not last but weekend. Before last.
1: Yeah. I I went to Big Sky, uh, which is a ski resort here in Montana, um, ski resort town. Mm -hmm. And the last time I was in Big Sky, I'm pretty sure was like 1999 or 2000. So, been quite a long time. But that's where I went to high school, not in Big Sky. It was in Bozeman. Mm -hmm. And Big Sky is just, you know, 45 minutes, an hour outside of Bozeman. And so, if you're in Bozeman, there's two different ski hills you can go to there's Bridger Bowl. Which is a little closer, the mountains that are they're they're closer to Bozeman. you can like essentially almost see the ski hill if you could see the other side of the mountain. So mm-hmm. just on the back side of the the bridges there, and then um, Big Sky is is was always like when I was in high school, it was just like the hoity-toity one, you know, it was the uh, oh. upscale um, ski resort, and it still is. It's it's still an upscale ski resort, but it has grown. 20 times from what it was when I was in high school it is amazing it somebody was telling me and I I don't remember and and I don't know if it's even real but it's one of the largest ski hills in the United States as far as like amount of areas that you can ski how many lifts they have the lift that that well so to backtrack a little bit I was up there for something called uh, total archery challenge and we talked about on a previous podcast that I was going to this. And so what what it is is you, you sign up, just like golf, you sign up for, uh, instead of a tee time, it's called a knock time because the knock is the back part of the arrow and you knock your arrow. Clever. Yeah. And so you sign up for a knock time and that's when you get on the ski lift. And then once you get to the top of the mountain, there's four different runs essentially that you could you know courses that you can go through and then um, they're usually sponsored and so there was one by a binocular company or an optics company called uh, Um that was the easier course that's the one i took the first day because i'd never done one of these things before and you could do a yeti course like the cooler um, prime which was the the maker of my bow and then sitka which is a very high-end camouflage company. And so those are the four things that you could do. And so the, the lift that I took up there, um, isn't like a gondola, you know, where you're like in like a room (laughs) that's like going up, you know, Uh but it's, it's six people can ride this lift at once. And it has like a little um, blue roof over the back of it. And you can go six people wide. Well, what I didn't know is that once the ski hill you can't ski because all the snow's melted. Mm-hmm. They replace some of those chairs with um, mountain bike holders. So people go up and they mountain bike down the ski hill, which I'm not a great at skiing. I've, I've done it many times, but I'm, I'm not that great at it. And I don't, I feel kind of out of control. Mm-hmm. So, like skateboarding, skiing, and then downhill mountain biking aren't things I thoroughly enjoy. And some of these people were just screaming down the mountain on their mountain bikes. And then I overheard one guy, apparently you strap your feet into the, the pedals of the mountain bike. Yeah. And he was telling a story of how he was coming down the mountain and the pedal came off of the bike, not of his foot. It was still attached to his shoe, his foot. Uh-oh. And he was going 62 miles an hour <laughs> on a mountain bike down a mountain with only one pedal. (laughs) And so that alone is enough to deter me from doing it. But anyway, um, it was a a great experience. Each one of those courses has 25 3D foam targets. And there's some that are just kind of, you know, they're, they're elk or deer or mountain lions or, you know, bears, you know, different things that you would normally hunt. But then there's also like the last target of the Leopold course was a carp. (laughs) <laughs> and so it was just this like big carp that you could, you could shoot <laughs> and so some of them are funny, the jackalopes, you know and, uh. and uh, uh, the furthest shot I did was 117 yards at a buffalo Hey, and I did hit it first try, only shot one arrow at it I did hit it and I was pretty happy about that I got, the, the coolest part about all of it is I thought it was going to just be fun to be out there and shoot but um, it was fun because I went by myself and i just partnered with random people on the mountain and so i got to the first day i got to there was a a pregnant lady and her friend and a dad and his 12 year old daughter and then a guy that had to have been in his 70s and we all just did the whole course together just like this the i I think that's about as random of a group as you can get you know and uh Nobody criticized anybody, you know, it was just, uh, it was great. And then each night ended with, a, they called it an after party, but um, the, the the T-shirt I'm wearing right now, Black Rifle Coffee, sponsored the, the after party the first night, and it was um, raising funds for veterans. And, uh, you know, they had live music there and lots of the, the you know, archery famous people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I shared some pictures on my Instagram, but John Dudley is a very famous archery guy. Uh, He has uh, uh, a whole, I don't know what you call it, a whole industry, a whole brand. There we go. A whole brand called Knock On. And so he's like huge. Lots of people, that's how they get into archery. is just listening to his videos and he does a lot of tutorials and things like that. I got to meet him. And then we, at the very first episode of Get After It, Mm -hmm. you shared with me that we had um, not not researched enough the name of our podcast yeah and you said that there's a podcast out there that uh, I can't remember the guy's name Chris Cuomo okay so he he has one called like the get after it or yeah yeah. you know how let's get after it or something that's very close to our podcast name right and then there's another guy that has this in a phrase that he uses on like a t-shirt right what was that guy's
0: name um come on you got it I can picture him. His yep. name is. It starts with a J. Jocko.
1: Jocko. I got to meet Jocko.
0: Whoa, Jocko is there? Yeah. Wow.
1: He just—he's just now getting into archery, and he was—he was up there, and uh, I got to meet Evan Hafer, who's the founder of Black Rifle Coffee. And, oh, cool. And some of the other people there, and then the next night was Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, and they're just a, a nonprofit organization that. Um, helps buy land to protect um, the uh, the land that, that elk are on. And so they'll, in Arizona sometimes, especially like, you know, Montana right now, we're kind of going through a drought. Arizona goes through worse droughts than this. And so they'll literally get volunteers to like bring water out to elk and they put them in like um, troughs and, and the elk can come and get water. And, you know, and so Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation is pretty cool uh, conservation group. They had a a night where it was, you, you may have gone to some of these nights before where you do like the um, blind auction, mm-hmm. the live auction, and then you buy like the the tickets and they go yeah. in the bucket and they draw. Uh-huh. And so I wanted to support and there was pizza and wings there and. Um, I bought one of the the bundles where if you buy this, you're you get one ticket for this bucket and three tickets for that bucket and five for that. And I was like, okay, I'll just do this one thing, and I'm supporting. And if I win, that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, I ended up winning um, a $700 backpacking you know, hunting backpack from Stone Glacier. Whoa. And uh, so that was pretty cool. That's that was awesome. pretty cool. Uh, got to meet, uh, I know I've talked about Dan before, but the guy from Elkshape, I, I saw him and his crew up there and got to talk with them a little bit and, and a few other people that I had arranged. I did arrange a podcast for us at the end of the year with uh, Montana Knife Company. His name oh. is Josh Smith. And so we'll be going to Frenchtown with our podcast equipment. Cool. And we're going to meet with him. And then, uh, yeah, and so it was just a great weekend. It was really cool. If you're into archery, check out a Total Archery Challenge. It's a great way to get excited. Uh, Antelope season opens August 15th, so Mm -hmm. it's getting really close to being able to take my bow out and go hunting. Another cool thing along the archery line Uh is I did get my recurve bow, Uh and so I've got all that now. You can check out my Instagram. I put a couple pictures up. But the cool thing that I wanted to share on the podcast is not that, but – I, I, um, Oh, you can't really see anymore. There's a little red mark there on my arm. So with a compound, I've never... When you let go, sometimes you can hit your arm. I've never done that with a compound bow. With my recurve, instantly, I was like hitting my wrist. Wow. And it's not fun. Mm -hmm. It, it, It hurts a little bit. And so once I got used to it, I wasn't really hitting it as much. But you can get a arm guard. And I found a guy just today that makes custom arm guards... And he's getting me one that says, get after it. Oh. So I'll have a custom arm guard that says, get after it. Oh, I like that. And we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I wear it one day for a podcast. Yeah, you should definitely wear it. Yeah. <laughs> I might wear it more than that. Kind of like when I was a kid and I got like the new pajamas. Mm-hmm. And even though it wasn't bedtime, I'd like wear them to Walmart with my mom. It's yep. probably going to be similar to
0: that. I'm going to wear the arm guard around. You're you proud of it. You should be. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, that's cool, man. I <clears throat> have, met Jocko. I, yep, that guy's I an met, animal. I
1: met Jocko, and he's shorter than I thought. He <laughs> looks compact. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's shorter than I thought. So you can look at um, at my Instagram. I have a picture up there with Jocko. Mm-hmm. I'm like a head taller than him. <laughs> Whoa, like quite a bit taller than I But he is instantly like an intimidating person. Uh, very very nice and and friendly and and i just said hey can i shake your hand and he's like yeah and and i said okay i know this might be asking a little much and i'm kind of old to be doing this but can i get a picture with you and he's like of course you know and so he was super nice and it was the same with like john dudley who you know both of these guys have a lot of followers on instagram you know pretty famous people and um john dudley was like leaving for the night Mm -hmm. i also happened to be leaving and i was like hey I really wanted to get a picture with you. I know you're leaving. And he's like, nope, nope. This is why I'm here, man. Like, let's get a picture. And he had, he's like, he called his wife over and she took the picture for us. It was, it was really cool. Uh, You know, they say, don't meet your heroes, but um, not that these guys are like my heroes or anything, but along those lines, none of them were, you know, big jerks or meanies or anything. They were all really
0: nice. I wouldn't call Jocko a hero, but I like his motivational videos. Mm -hmm. He just, I don't know. I like his videos um, do you have any fav- other favorite motivational videos? Do you do you ever watch a video just to just to motivate you? Okay, so
1: given that I have a a Christian background, okay, <laughs> I'm going to caveat that some of my favorite motivational ones are not ones that that Christians would approve of. Is it the guy?
0: Okay. I mean, I can't. Rem- I th- can't think of his name, and maybe you watch the same one. That's why I'm trying to. Think. Maybe I'm just trying to help you remember this guy's name. But he cusses so much in his motivational videos.
1: Yeah, and I had the name until you tried to help me with the name. Sorry, now I just know. lost it. But he's with uh, him, and Jocko are in the same yeah That like, kind of category. He does a bunch of running.
0: I'm gonna do some searching on my phone while we're talking. Is okay. that okay? Yeah, do rude, it. it. Let's see who can <clears> find
1: it first because i can't think of his name right now but but he has some it's 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 what i would call it is like not a non-christian message cussing right. is cussing yeah. it, it is what it is um the the bible has a few cuss words in it if you if you've read the thing so does it really <laughs> we, we're not going to go down these okay. this is this is a a friendly podcast that grandmas can listen to in their car i like to think of it as a family friendly yeah, yeah. um you you what um you can twist up in the Bible. Is uh, donkey has an alternate name? Oh, gotcha! I right, gotcha. and um, donkeys in the Bible quite a bit, but that's that's more of a, a joking manner there. David Goggins, I just thought of it. I didn't find it on my phone. David Goggins. Goggins, I'm gonna just check to make sure that's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so David Goggins is. Mm-hmm. He he was a larger man, and this is he. He's not going to say it in the same way. He mm-hmm. he would call himself something else, but he he had kind of let his health get away from him, and then all of a sudden decided he wanted to like be in the special forces, Navy SEALs, and lost a ton of weight. Ended up being the Navy SEALs. I can't remember if it was yeah, I think it was Navy SEALs, and now like runs until his feet are like these bloody stumps, and oh, his motivational videos are like. <clears throat> He's running and it's raining outside. He's like, usually I see people running on this road with me, but look, nobody's out here now, you know. And he does these just crazy, push yourself to the limit, yeah. you know, videos. Yeah. And so some of those are are definitely motivational.
0: Yeah. I, so I did, I found them finally. <laughs> it's a uh, I had to search. Um, <clears throat> I had to search like motivational and motivational speech and cussing. You know, <laughs> like I I was like right. that, that didn't get it. <clears throat> but then I remembered, I remembered him screaming something, and he would—he screams at his muscles when he's so he's he's over the top, you uh-huh. know. He screams, "I command you to grow." <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Does I go, it work? I, do, I mean, he's a very okay. Yes and no. Like, okay. like I'm definitely going to share this uh, video with you, but maybe not for the listeners. Right. But right. if if listeners, if you if I I mean, if you're okay with cussing. I highly recommend you go look at CT Fletcher.
1: Just, oh, I haven't heard of him.
0: Yeah, CT Fletcher. Here's a picture. Of you, just a couple of videos of his, and he is oh, he is hilarious. Okay, so I I have seen his motivational videos. I didn't know his name. Yeah. So um, his story is is that he was a champion, uh, world record holder, weightlifter. Could like I think he held the uh, the double arm curl. For like Mm -hmm. forever, for like ever, and but what he was eating back then was like um, McDonald's. You know, he was like I was just you know not being nice to my body. I thought I was just invincible. Had a heart attack. Oh wow! And so he actually like his motivational thing is like not just that he's like this muscle bound. You know, like he was he is a scary looking beast for sure um, with a great physique. Um, But his story is actually like he um, he had a heart attack and almost died and had open heart surgery and the doctor said you're never going to lift weights again and he was like that's not nope i'm not going to lift all of the weights right (laughs) and i'm going to do it and he does it like he and but on so i want to say is like kind of yes and no is that i did then see him on joe rogan one time Okay, because I was gonna say I think he's been on the Joe Rogan after a second heart attack. So I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm not I don't want to blame the but he's so intense. Yeah. He's just like, oh, my body shouldn't be able to do this. Well, I'm gonna do it then a hundred times in a row. <laughs> right. And and so
1: there's there's a level to that that like there's another guy that's that's in the archery world named mm-hmm. Cam Haynes. A lot of people would kind of know who he is, but there's some of the, the level that these guys are at, there's there's genetics involved, there's DNA involved, you know, there's some things oh, involved. Sure. And it's not that every single one of us has to push ourselves until, you know, our feet bleed and everything.
0: No. But
1: what they do open up is the capability of the mind and the human body mm-hmm. to, to push the envelope a lot further than, you know, the average person quits long before. And uh, they did this study... I can't remember where I heard this, so I could be completely making this up. But they did this study where they wanted to see how long mice could tread water. And so they put them in these this bucket. And they uh, it was like 90 seconds, and the mice like started to drown. And so they pulled them out of the bucket and resuscitated them, warmed them up a little bit, put them right back in. After that, they went 13 hours because they had hope. And so they thought they were ready to die after 90 seconds. They were Mm -hmm. ready to die. These are mice that I'm not saying we all think like mice, but, you know, they, they just held out hope. They knew, okay, there is hope that this, this, you know, (laughs) whatever they think of humans, you know, this, this thing Mm -hmm. pulled me out. And so, if I just stay floating, this thing will pull me out. And they were able to make it. <laughs> how much longer is thirteen hours past ninety seconds? Yeah. And and so we're we're the same way. And I, I know I I gave a shout out to Jaden a few podcasts ago, but him and his wife did hundred miles this weekend. They just did thirty seven or something like that up in uh, a mountain range near near Red Lodge, Montana, where they ran up this mountain pass. And you know he he had made it. Made a joke that uh, you know it usually takes people you know two maybe three days to hike up to where they went. And he's like, but if you run the whole time, you just do it in seven hours. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that sounds like a much better plan, <laughs> you know. But but it's just crazy With the the human mind um, it can be your worst enemy or it can push you to to the, your body past these limits that are that are just unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I actually read a book. Um it's called The Mind-Body Connection by Dr. Sarnos. Um, his, his theory is that um, most of the things, most of your chronic pain, like your, you, you know that, uh, that crick in your neck or your lower back pain or that knee that hurts or your foot or your elbow, that's just unresolved trauma. That's just something that you don't want to feel. Mm-hmm. And so your body is trying to protect you from it, or your psyche is trying to protect you from it. And so it's going, well, why don't we put it here in your elbow? <laughs> so because so, you need to feel it. But yeah, I guess you don't want to think about it. <laughs> so the when we got
1: here to shoot one of the podcasts, I think it was for Sean, the janitor was here for the church. Oh, uh-huh. I don't know if you remember that. And then I was like, hey, I'm just, I don't want to, you know, scare her. So I'm going to go let her know that we're here and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever and went down and talked to her i don't know if you noticed i was down there for a little while because she was like oh what are you doing and i was like oh we're recording a podcast about motivation and passion and you know people getting after it but Mm -hmm. what we've noticed is only after a few interviews is a lot of these people have overcome something in their life Mm -hmm. and she goes oh my goodness i've had chronic back pain and knee pain and all of this and my doctor said you need to go see this person and this person was a physical therapist, but specialized in, in first talking, you know, and, and working through things. And so she's like, so we talked for over an hour and I realized I had unresolved things from my mother dying, my children, you know, my my marriage, you know, all these things. And we talked through those and then um, she had me do a couple of stretches and I feel a lot better. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. And, and I said, can you just like <laughs> oh, that gosh. therapist, can you put her name up on the table upstairs? Cause I'd love to get her on the show and have her, have her talk about that. Cause you and I have talked about it before that, mm-hmm. you know, we are, are, yeah, our mind can be our worst enemy. And the fact that it's like, yeah, you hurt right in your elbow right now. And I'm not saying all pain is that, that's not what I'm saying, but I know I suffered shortly after getting out of the military, you know, two deployments. I did not see the worst of things. You know, Many people went through way worse things than I did, but I definitely saw my fair share of war and combat and the side effects that come from that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I also, as I was getting medically discharged from the military, lost my mother. Uh, she was only 44 years old, and it was, it was abrupt. She died from uh, hantavirus, hantavirus, Whoa. which she was only like the 12th or 13th person person in Montana to have ever in the history of Montana died from that and so we didn't even know that's what she died from until after her funeral like still when we were at her funeral buried my mom we still didn't know like what caused her death we still had no idea and so there's there's trauma involved in all of those things mm-hmm. and unresolved trauma and so I started like years after being medically discharged probably five to eight years afterwards, I started getting back pain and knee pain. And I just blamed the military for all of it. Not probably the military's fault, a lot of it. yeah. But I just went and talked to a therapist. And it wasn't because I chose to go talk to a therapist, because most military guys won't do that. Right. I wanted to go to school. And they said, well, you need to go talk to this guy to see if you have PTSD, because it might get your um, disability rating up. And in that case, you know, you can go through this thing called vocational rehab. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, if it means, you know, more money for school, great, I'll go talk to this, you know, quack, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know what I thought back then. Mm -hmm. I had three sessions with the dude and I'm telling you, like my back pain started going away and it was just because some of these hard moments and I'm not going to share a a ton on the podcast or whatever, but I had one of the the strongest memories in my brain isn't even one of the worst memories you know instant instances but um, actually I think I did share at one point but we had a humbee turnover and oh, yeah. you told while we were driving thing. right mm-hmm. and, and my, my translator was was trapped under there mm-hmm. and I think I was sharing that with you and you and your wife And uh, this moment like I just had to talk talk it out I just had to share yeah and I had to share with somebody that was willing to listen and I'm not saying that cured my back pain but i'm not saying it didn't either you know probably Um, did you know and and so and and then now uh, i think some of my back pain came back a little bit but it was more due to um my unhealthy nature of you know eating habits and sleeping habits and Mm -hmm. and all of that that i got into and so now that i've changed that like i yeah you know the only pain i really have anymore is just like soreness from you know running or doing squats or whatever you know yeah
0: i used to have terrible back pain i was always trying to do you know my back hurts yoga
1: and and chiropractor mm-hmm. and medicine mm-hmm. and buying those massage guns and which are all great um, yeah, it feels great uh mm-hmm. but it's all it all just seemed like a temporary fix you knew it was coming back i suffered horribly from migraines Mm. I would have two migraines a month that if they happened on a Monday through a Friday, I could not work that day. Whoa. Like bad. Put me in bed. I couldn't um, have the lights on in the room because it was a you know a sensitivity to, to light due to traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just enhanced. And now that I drink water and eat vegetables and work out in the morning, like... I haven't had a migraine i don't want to jinx it but i haven't had a migraine in probably 13 months
0: man yeah you know like yeah it's it's it seems like we're trying to simplify it so much like oh you just feel bad and so your body hurts well i mean that's it's that's, that's all connected is what i'm trying to say you know like uh, so these people getting after it and they visualize things and you can make yourself run long distances or do things you didn't think you could because you just believe that you can or whatever motivates you or that. But it's that mental thing. It's that spirit. And um, actually, I was, I was trying to think of how, how do I get back that sort of spree de corps I had when I was in the military? Like, you know, when you get up, you don't want to. But you do, and you get you know you go meet your friends at six a.m. at the gym, and you do your thing all together. Though, yeah, you know, and you're encouraging yeah. each other, and you're, you know, when someone does something that's particularly cool, you really encourage them, and you shower them with praise and stuff like that. I was like, wow, and that's and that's just a small thing, just the encouragement to get there, and, yeah, and do it, and and do the the leg raises and the, the squats and the run the miles and the do it in a, in a way that's going to benefit you. And it's just a way of life. You know, we, we had one day,
1: so you would do, and and I'm sure it was, it was similar in, in the Marines, but in the army you would do, um, you could do most days for PT physical training was squad. You just, as a squad, you would do PT, you know, seven or eight of you. Yeah. But maybe once a week you do platoon PT where it's like thirty of you, and then maybe once a month you do company PT, right? Where it's the whole company. And so with the company, it was a slower pace run, and we we almost never went over like three four miles. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go on a company run one day, and we pass the two mile mark. That where you know if we turn around now, it'll be two miles. So meaning we'd ran a mile. And then we get to the three mile mark. Then we get to the four mile mark. Then we get to the five mile mark. And then we go to a point that I hadn't been to before, but when we got there, I had heard that this was the 10 mile mark. And if you pass this mark, it's 17 miles. It's actually faster to just keep going forward because the the loop you know brings you back better than the way we just came, uh-huh. and so we knew we were we were either going twenty miles or we were going seventeen, and we ended up doing the seventeen miler. No prep, we didn't know how far we were running, and and we finished. Yeah, it was okay,
0: right? I mean, it was
1: <laughs> it hurt, yeah. and we were all allowed to come in a little late for work, you know, after that, but. Yeah, and, and there's a guy. There's a guy. When you're running as a company, you hold the um, battalion colors, mm-hmm. the and, flag. You know, yeah, and so you know you've got this guy that's holding the guidon, and it's this long pole. Yeah, we call a, it the same thing. Yeah, guidon, cool. and it's actually pointy at one end. Right, and so like so you can stick it in the ground, but also that's really bad because the person running like maybe next to you, you you might poke them with the end of that stick. Gotta whack them. But uh, the guidon you have to switch that guy out when you go for long runs like this, that guy's not going to hold that thing for 17 miles. And so several of us filled in on the guide on and, and just having that mental fortitude that, Hey, if this guy next to me is doing it, I'm doing it with him. And we're going to, we're going to go through, especially since I was a family guy at that point, And that guy I know was at the bar last night. <laughs> and so like, I've got to be doing better than he's doing. So let's just, you know, keep going. And then even basic training, the way the infantry training ended was what they called a bayonet, which is a 24-hour, roughly a 24-hour period where you have to go 28 miles hmm. with your rucksack. Uh, and your rucksack has to have at least, it was either 35 or 45 pounds. But throughout that, some of it's like buddy carry and you carry your buddy for several hundred yards. Or mm-hmm. some of it's an ammo can carry and you've got to carry these ammo cans. And it's all like these um, training situations where you know, you've know you got to carry a buddy on a, on a gurney you know, and you had to do that for like a mile, mm-hmm. and 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 so you you go through this test where you don't sleep the whole time, you're pulling security, mm-hmm. you're you know going long miles, you're carrying heavy weight, you're doing all this stuff, and it's something that you've never done your entire life, mm-hmm. and you 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 get it done,
0: but you still do it, yeah, yeah,
1: and and through all of this, yeah, we're not trying to make anything sound like it's it's super easy. It's actually, if it was, everybody would be doing it. Right, for sure. It's it's actually really difficult to to push past those barriers in your body and in your mind. And and yeah, just because you have a better mental outlook on life doesn't mean all of your pain is going away. (laughs) By by no means is that what we're saying. But if you've gone through trauma in your life, you definitely need some sort of therapy. If there's anybody listening right now that's gone through a trauma gone through a hard thing that when people hear about that story they're like oh my goodness that must have been difficult i'm'm I'm,
0: I'm hoping you find somebody and you know um yeah maybe look into it too like if you think you you have a trauma maybe look into that a little bit and and go into the um, definition of what that means because I'm often um, surprised uh, to to think about like you know just um, going through a breakup you know a particularly bad breakup, Mm-hmm. That's a trauma, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Moving—if you didn't want to move—that right. uh, you know to another state—that's a trauma, yep. you know. Um, th- so it doesn't have to be something where you got bloody, bloody—you know what I mean—or <laughs> and know, you saw
1: something horrific. You no, know, or... the stereotypical thing, you yep. know. A,
0: a trauma is just something that uh, who knows? You you weren't ready for it, and it happened, and it has changed you in a negative way ever since, and it's manifesting itself in whether it be physical ailments or now your personality has changed, but overall your happiness and engagement in life has been diminished greatly because of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, there's actually a
1: quick test you can take and it wouldn't cover all the bases, but we do this one, um, through Childbridge where we, we send to the, the foster families because even, you know, people signing up to, to care for children that come from a place of, of trauma, um, They've gone through their own trauma as well. Like all of us have gone through a trauma, almost a hundred percent. And so we 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 send out this. It's a free test, so you can Google it. It's Aces, like in a card deck, A C E S. And uh, you can Google that. And there's free Aces tests out there, and that'll give you an Ace score. And then it then it'll even walk you through like. And so if you're a four, this is. You know, you need to be worried about this and this and this. Or if you're a five or a six or a seven or an eight, and we've we've found that lots of people score higher than they think they would on that. And it's just based on some things that have happened in your past. It's a really quick test. I can't. I don't even think it's ten questions. It's super fast.
0: And and then read that book. Maybe (laughs) read read that book I mentioned because the one of the cool. Maybe you don't have to read the book, but because one of the cool things about um, a highlight of this book that I was like, wow. Was um, so the good news is if uh, you're like, uh oh, maybe I got a trauma. That's not a bad thing. We all have them. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, if mm-hmm. you didn't have a trauma, you'd be weird. <laughs> They're weirdo. Yeah. No trauma having person. I don't even know how to talk to you. Um, so <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> I like trying to wrap up. One of the coolest things from the book. Yeah, one of the coolest things from the book. Thank you. Was um, just knowing it. Um, a lot of the problems, so, say your back pain, you know the the crick in your neck. A lot of these problems can and will be allevi- alleviated just by thinking and acknowledging the fact that there, this trauma might be causing this pain. So even before you get to you get to talk with someone about it and express it, just thinking about it, just just considering it, going oh that that makes some sense. Well, let me think about this pain I've got, or maybe that pain I've got. And like my wife likes to um, ask me, "Well, what do you, what are you trying not to feel today?" <laughs> and, and I go, "Oh, that make, that well, you know, whatever it is, are you trying not to talk to your mom, or are you you stewing over something that your dad said, or your your coworker, your boss, or your kids, or whatever? Yeah, that's the thing you don't want to feel, and your body is like, well, you gotta feel it." So, yeah. so just try it out. You know, maybe we're talking mumbo, jumbo, but I, I don't feel like this is junk science. I feel like this is um this is something that I think we've all all experienced. If you really think about it, mm-hmm. the, I, I feel like we can all come up with an example of this. And if not, I, I mean, I hope you do.
1: yeah. And, and, and in the 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 same kind of mentality that you know people are recovering from addiction, the first step to recovery is admitting that you are addicted. Yeah. right and so I, I had a, a point in my past it's it's quite a ways back now but actually I, I knew you back then uh, when I was in car sales I'd, I went through a, a fit of gambling and and went to quite a few casinos and and went through uh, a lot of money but my first step of, of recovering from that was admitting to, to myself that I had a problem and then admitting to my wife which I I can share, you know, that whole story at some point, but I had to first admit it because if you don't think you you have this problem, well, then what are you trying to fix? Yeah, (laughs) and so and so if like definitely acknowledge that in your life and then um, seek out the necessary help that's there, and and yeah, I don't even know if this was this wasn't really our plan for the podcast was to talk about this, but it's kind of where the conversation led, and I like it. That's why I like the Get After It podcast.
0: Yeah. That's why I
1: like the what we got after episodes that air every Thursday.
0: Yeah. They're cool, man. Like, it just takes stock of what we did. We kind of catch you up on any cool things that we might want to share with you. And we we, we ruminate, we contemplate the, the universe. And um, it all does come back to trauma, doesn't it? Some it does. in, in some interesting way. Yeah. So, I, well, I'm hoping that helps the most amount of people. Because, I mean, I don't want to say that trauma is, you know, causing every single sickness, because I don't really think that. But a vast many situations, I believe, can be well, re- relieved.
1: And, yeah, and and it, it even causes relationship strife. Because when you mentioned, oh, like, sure. your personality changes, I didn't notice how much my personality had changed after, after you know, being in combat for 19 months total, mm-hmm. that, like... Even even that, had I never even experienced being shot at or, you know, IEDs going off or seeing bloodied bodies or anything like that, even people that are over there and they don't get out and see any of that, they live in a, in a constant state of alert while in those regions. And mm-hmm. so that itself is a trauma. And a lot of times as the infantry guy that, you know, made it outside the wall and, you know, we went and did stuff, we'd always try to limit, or not even limit, um, minimize what yeah. these, um, these people that stayed on the FOB would, would experience. But man, um, they went through their own level of trauma that that is equal to or greater than just depending on the, each individual person. And so not knowing mm-hmm. when when a mortar might come in and or if a, a suicide bomber would come up and you just live every day, no matter what you're doing, you're taking a shower, you're trying to go re- get ready for bed, you're mm-hmm. training, you're doing your daily job. Underneath all of that was, oh, am I going to blow up in the next ten seconds? Am I going to blow up in the next yeah. ten seconds? Am I going to, you know, am I going to have to run for my life? Am I going to have to do, you know, mm-hmm. and and that is a trauma in itself. So if you've lived in a in a home with um, parents that weren't necessarily nice to you, and you live in a constant state of, you know, am I when I ask for food this time? Am I am I going to get yelled at or am I going to get food? You know, that is without a doubt trauma you know and and so there's just so many different forms that it takes and so take a hard look at yourself we're not going to beat this dead horse either i would like to we're at uh we're at 127.
0: 127, yep.
1: Yeah, and and we talked about oh my goodness. We talked about before the podcast that Joe often messages me around 10:30, 1030, 10:35. Oh, I've got this idea or mm-hmm. hey, can we meet for this or I've yeah. scheduled this. Those, these are my open moments. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and I won't see those until 5:30 in the morning when I wake up to go to the gym and then I'm messaging him <laughs> while he's asleep. So he messages me while I'm asleep, I message him while he's asleep and it is now 11. 49 it is almost midnight
0: we're both burning that midnight oil yeah. my friend and, but we're Most, doing it mostly you though we're tonight. doing it for the listeners i just didn't feel right i mean be, yes because i just don't feel right about not having a podcast ready for the date that we need it ready for and we didn't have one you know we have tomorrow's ready and that's it and that's it we didn't have thursdays so we're yeah. like you know there's no way we're gonna let that ball drop
1: we're not gonna let the listeners down and so here it is here's your third thursday podcast and to to end on a high note rather than just ending on trauma i want to give a shout out and uh uh, the best way to do this you know because without asking permission to share somebody's you know full name yeah somebody emailed me today work related Hmm. so it was a work related email and this person i deal with um outside of the child bridge arena they don't work for child bridge but inside the foster care realm okay and they said hey thanks because I, I had sent them some information and the in their said, oh thank you brian p.s you know so they hit enter a couple times and a few lines down p.s love the podcast oh hey man and i'm like whoa i had no idea i had no idea so your initials are m M-M, m like the candy Thanks, MM. Thank you, MM. That's cool. And you know that this is a shout out for you. I appreciate you. If you're if you're listening to an hour and twenty nine minutes of Joe's peanut buttery, sultry voice and mine, I uh, totally appreciate it. And actually, we we've talked about trauma, and I know that you deal with um, a lot of people in your life that that go through that as well in your line of work. And so we appreciate you, and hopefully this will help somebody maybe uh, that you could pass it on to.
0: But thank you, MM. Yeah, and uh, take care of yourself out there, M.M., because dealing with trauma is in itself a trauma.
1: It's called secondary trauma.
0: Ooh, yeah. we're looking out for everybody now.
1: Yeah, everybody <laughs> now. Yeah. Uh, do you have any shout-outs you need to do, Joe? Um, let's see. Uh, nope, not, nothing nothing pertinent. Okay. Uh, I, I just want to give one more shout-out to Sean. We appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for a great podcast on Tuesday. Uh, I hope we, if even we get one or two people over to Cornhole uh, just to grow that a little bit more and get the word out, that'd
0: be great. Heck yeah. Thanks, Sean.
1: And then coming up to get the juices flowing, to get you ready for Tuesday, we're going to be at Albanco. Albanco. And I'm going to talk with Jesse um, when we're not recording and find out if you mention the Get After It podcast, if maybe they'll... I don't know. Give you an extra punch on the the coffee punch card, or uh, you know, five percent off, or a uh, free mint. I don't know. It's a pretty good idea. We could start with him.
0: Yeah, Try and we'll Jesse.
1: just start with Jesse and see if, uh, if there's anything he'd like to do. Where you could go in as a listener and say, "I heard about this from the Get After It podcast." But it's going to be, it's one of, it's the podcast I've been looking forward to the most. And that's not putting down like all these podcasts have have exceeded my expectations. But this one, I've been really excited. And it's it's so silly for why I've been excited, but I'm going to share. I want to get the recorded noises of the tasting of the coffee, the cupping, the cupping. And Joe giggles every time I say cupping, but (laughs) (laughs) I want to get the recording of that.
0: I think okay. So remind me to bring in the separate recorder. Mm-hmm. I can. I have like a special um, microphone that's that gets like, and it's for film too to get like the the sound of the room. So I, I really want to get a nice okay. Whatever pouring cupping and we'll we'll
1: have to. Misting. And so are we going to have to edit in the sound, or is it going to be able to plug in?
0: I will, I can plug it in. I can plug it directly in, yeah. Oh, if we can plug it in, that would be so beautiful. It can have, the th- I can make the coffee station have it like its own area mic and just set it there. And yeah, every, yeah I think it's going to be, re- I think it's going to be good. <laughs>
1: and so I talked with Jesse and I told him, I said, I want to get the sounds of all of this. And then, you know, so the, his interview process is going to be a little bit shorter mm-hmm. just because we'll have that that cupping beforehand, the, the okay. tasting beforehand. But we're still going to get some information out of him because he started Albanco with his family and I don't want to get the story wrong. And so you'll have to tune in to hear how he started what I feel is one of the best coffee shops, maybe even in Montana. And then you're going to hear the story of, of very shortly after, it'll probably be on the Thursday episode, what we got after where we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully by then know the pricing of the, the coffee bags. And so you can start preparing now. I heard on a, a different podcast I listened to, they're putting out a, a, a product and he said, I don't care what you do after you buy the product. You can burn it. <laughs> but I need to sell a bunch of these, you know? <laughs> and and it, it's going to directly feed into uh, our, uh, the equipment that we've got here. We're going to have some uh, travel expenses coming up. We'd like to, I have um, two podcasts lined up in Bozeman. Kind of like whenever we can get there. Well, to go do that, either we've got to get an Airbnb. I thought it'd be fun. You you and your wife, me and my wife Mm -hmm. go down there. One day we, you and I just podcast. Right. And then the next day, you know, we go and have some sushi and coffee and, you know, whatever, and, and kind of have fun in Bozeman. Do the Bozeman thing. Or it's just you and me. Early one morning, get down there as fast as we can, mm-hmm. shoot a bunch of podcasts, come back that night. But one way or the other, we're going to have to pay for gas. We're going to have to pay for food and all of that stuff. And so this coffee purchases will help us do that. And we'd love to have some merch, you know? So I think this is going to be, you know, go into a, a little kitty where it's not, it's not paying Joe or I,
0: not yet, you know, for sure. Um, it's yet.
1: definitely not paying us, but it's going to be like, oh, we want to, we want to make some get after it stickers. Yeah. Or temporary tattoos. <laughs> that was one I made up right now. Temporary tattoos. I like that. <laughs> That'd be fun, though,
0: right? We could put our ads in little Joe Bazooka gum yeah. things. Up. Yeah, <laughs> okay. or or get after it hats
1: or mm. t-shirts. You know, because now you would know the brand of t-shirt to buy. So this is the it, perfect brand of t-shirt. Yeah, it's looking good on you. <laughs> it's looking good on you. Um, and so anyway, that's coming up, and I really uh, I would appreciate uh, your your continued support and and following i have looked at the analytics lately um briefly i have tried not to get too far into it because ultimately how many listeners we have i don't think at this point is important i think it's that yeah. we continue working on putting out a good pasta, podcast pasta i'll
0: put a, i'll put out the pasta and the podcast <laughs> yeah
1: put out a good podcast consistently mm-hmm. and then i think some of you may already know but that's going to help develop a, a good listener base and so how many are listening doesn't matter. But we've, we've got the most listeners in Great Falls. But I now can see that our second most populated city with listeners is Salt Lake City.
0: Whoa. Well,
1: and I don't know why.
0: It's probably because, uh, I don't know. I
1: don't, <laughs> don't want to guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we make people salty. Could be. Yeah. Uh, that was lame. Well, i don't mind it <laughs> yeah it's midnight so my dad jokes aren't up to par they're more more like grandpa jokes oh man yeah see they're the dad jokes yeah they're getting <laughs> they're getting real lame but uh we appreciate you yeah thanks salt lake is there anything on on the list that we forgot that we want to hit quickly uh, check it. check podcast discount check check That's check check yeah, i they, think I think we're all good
0: checks all down yep. okay well, this is great. My gosh. We talked for over an hour and a half. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for staying up. Yeah. And, uh, we're going to, we're going to end this on the note. I'm not going to say if it's good or bad.
1: I think. Oh yeah. That was a good job. Good job, Joe. You did good. He's doing really good running this, this board here.
0: I'm trying to get better at it should the be top of him. <laughs> so we want to thank you guys for, uh, Listening to the Get After It podcast. I'm going to read it without the music this time. You guys, let me know what you think about this. The Get After It podcast. The show where we talk... I can't. Hold on. (laughs) The show where we talk about what it is. But we're mostly interested in what gets people from the before picture to the after. (sighs) That just gets it, man. (laughs) It is. I actually really like that. It's getting... I mean, if that's not... If that's not just, like, perfect, that's so close.
1: Yeah, I think it, it needs to be tied off with, like, and I'm Brian, blah, blah, yeah, blah, and I'm Joe, blah, start. blah, blah. Right? It just describes us just a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a solid start. Okay.